I had to run most of this live. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly. Along with James Smith, I'm Lyle Stokes. And, James, we've got an outstanding guest on tonight. We've got Junior Proctor and his grandson, Ethan. We'll get to them in just a moment. I have some results that Brad Bex has sent me. I wish there was a way I could shut that off. I do not know how. I can't shut it off before the show, and it really aggravates me. Uh, Indiana Catfish Association Tournament uh, was held over the weekend, and for some reason, that didn't pull up what I needed. Tournament. Yeah, Lyle, we're getting a lot of feedback from that. And for some reason, that didn't pull up what I needed. It's, I've got mine shut off. Yeah, Lyle, we're getting a lot of feedback from that. And Junior, y'all got another device that's got both the volumes turned on on it? Mm-hmm. Junior, y'all got another device that's got both the volumes turned on on it? It's bad. Yeah, mine's off. That's bad. Both the volumes turned on on it? We're getting two or three echoes too. We might have to sign out and come back in. Something's wrong bad. Now somebody's got audio on. If they just shut the volume off on it, that'll stop it. If they're listening to it on another device. Somebody's got audio on. If they just shut the volume off on it, that'll stop it. It's on a different device of other than what they're streaming on. Did that do it? I ain't got you at all, James. I'm here. I ain't talking right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know where it's at. I, I've got my video. If it, if anybody's watching, Junior, if you're on uh, YouTube, that's that's where we usually get it. Oh, James. Oh, let me look right here. That might be what it is. Let me do this. I do this. Did that do it? That do it. Guess yeah. what? The screen behind that was on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right. That's where the echo was coming from. Yep, it sure was. Uh, here, I didn't even think about that. I had seen all them X's up, and I thought, I might have to get some of them off her. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The results from the Indiana Catfish Association uh, in Madison, May 22nd, uh, 2021. James Holcomb, Andrew Hahn, 91.9 pounds. George LeMaster, Ron Streeter, 71.2 pounds, had big fish of 47 at uh, 0.7 pounds. Lawrence T. Thomas, Lawrence T. Thomas Grundy, 68.05. Corey Peterson, Jeff Michener, 66.05, and Stephen Francher and Clifton Riggs, 63.9. And then he also has the the uh, results. For the flathead bash that was held on the Ohio River, uh, Justin, Justin and Gerald Hedges and Ronnie, Ronnie, Rodney Hall, 85.54 pounds. Billy Peacock and Mike Conway, 46.14 pounds. Jason Geary and Ron Dorka, 41.44 pounds. David Brooks and Mike Gorman, 41.27 pounds. Greg Stockton and Tom Farley, 31.93 pounds, and Team 6 had the big fish, James Holcomb, uh, Justin Arthur, Kevin Childress, and the big fish was 30.07 pounds. So some pretty good results that way. I'm glad people are starting to call you in, Lyle, and giving them some results for us to give out. I have one more. It's the results from the Master Bait and Tackle Tournament on Lake Schaefer in Indiana. Uh, from Saturday, June 5th, and uh, for some reason I got the, there it is, first place is Corn and Sherman with 49.03 pounds, second place was Newby and Smith, 
uh, with 45.04 pounds. Third was Dubusk and Dubusk, 40.02. Fourth place was Lockridge and Kemper, 37.07 pounds. And fifth place was Wallace and Parrish, 32.12 pounds. Uh, and John Corn and Travis Sherman had the big fish of 17.13 flathead. So mm. looks like they've been getting it on out there at tournaments in Indiana. Yes, sir. What it sounds like. Absolutely. We're glad to see them. And uh, thank you guys for sending those results in. Again, like we tell you all the time, we are happy to announce those results, but you have to send them to us. We're, we can't search Spend all our time searching the internet to get results. We'll announce uh, upcoming tournaments or results or anything that pertains to fishing for you at no co no charge. Uh, get it out amongst all the people watching. Uh, but you have to send them to us, and it's real easy. You can send us to catfishweeklytv at gmail.com or just contact us on Facebook. So, yes, sir. There we go. So what's happening in your world, James? Ah, busy, 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 and raining like crazy. We got a thunderstorm come through here earlier, and I was concerned about the internet, but it's up and running good. Uh, so we're good. We got four rains here every day. <laughs> oh, has it? Oh, I had two days it ain't rained since we come back from Wisconsin. I ain't kidding you. That's three weeks ago. Dang, we've wow. been missing. I mean, Junior and has probably been getting some rain because it's been dipping south of us. But I got out here doing done a little weed eating today, and it wasn't nothing but dust, dust, and dust. I thought some of a gun, but then that thunderstorm come through and probably dumped about an inch and a half of water on us right quick. Oh wow, wow! I see a, I see a thing in here in chat, and I haven't been watching chat because I've been reading results. But they said Zach Murray and his warrior placed third in fishing for freedom. That's an outstanding thing. Thanks, Roger, for bringing that up. I this. Yeah. Uh, the second one of those events since they started that I missed, um, I really hated it, but due to some health issues, I was just not able to go this year, and hopefully we'll get back on the straight and narrow and make it next time because uh, that's a really important event, and I'm glad they had a great event. A lot of yeah. people showed up and traveled a long way. So, Have you heard any results of how many they actually ended up having? And No, I have not. I've been... I was at the doctor this morning. I come back from the doctor and laid down. I didn't get up until time to start the show. Oh, I hear you. So, um, yeah, I have, I've kind of been out of it. And, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. You just try to get things going along. And yes, we should announce some of the people in chat tonight, James. Sound like a winner to me. All right. You going to start or am I? Yeah, I'm seeing Paul Frick, Creole, two old vets. Fins and fines. There's Mr. Chad's in the house. Mike Irvin, Georgia fisherman. Let's scan down, see if I can pick up a few more before you take over. Sean Abney. I think it's how you say his name. Yep. Uh, David Martin's in the house. Ryan Bolts. There's Freddie. He must be stopped somewhere along the road, Junior, watching the show tonight. <laughs> Philip Wins and Larry King, Catfish and Crappy. There's Mark's in the house tonight. Don't forget to watch him after tonight, after our show tonight, guys and That's gals. Correct. We've got uh, Papa Ed fishing the UK, Glasgow. Welcome, Christopher. Yes, sir. Uh, Hicks and Hammocks, Tordor Arco. I just checked out his new fishing channel. If you get a chance, go over and check that out. We're nicely done. Uh, Ryan Bortz. Creole. See, David Funk's in the house. Avid. There's Sir Fins. That's a new one. Yep. There was a new one in the beginning of the show, and it's so far up there now I can't get to it. Mike Greenwell's in the house. I know he's been over close to Missouri. I got a message from him a while ago how close I was to him, but it, a long, long way. Chrissy Brown. Uh, there's Roger from Muskrat. James Lamb. Uh, Maurice Cason's in the house with us tonight. That's a great guy to finish on all of them. Mad Catter. Catfishing is in here. Carolina Catfishing. Mr. Gadget. There's Camos in the house with us tonight. Oh, bless her heart. That's the bone collector in here. I think he's using her name. That could be. Yeah. One Good. over. How you doing, one over? We're glad to have you in here, John. Georgia Fisherman. Mr. Gadget, Hooks and Hammock, Dale Hayson. 
Brad. Some crossing eyes. Mad Catter. Mr. Avid. A lot of great people in here. Guys, don't forget, when you see the new channels in here, go on there, share the love, share the bait. There's Jason Lamb. Yes, sir. I'm still trying to find that one who was in here early that I didn't see. There's Miss D's in the house. There she is. Glad to and have her. He said he's there. driving and listening. Who's that? Freddie. Yeah, good deal. He's headed up towards the Oregon in there. Oregon area to do some gold mining. Long yep. road haul. <laughs> yes, it is. There's uh, Brad Cottle is in the house. Team Camo Jr. won fourth with the North MS Catfish Club. Not bad for three little girls. You man, he sent me those pictures and videos today, and I just love them little gals is having a blast out there, Lyle. Just to <laughs> That's, awesome. Fish. That's awesome. Paula Smith, welcome. Um Fishing UK Glasgow says Lyle just actually caught you this time dead late about am here. <laughs> oh, I'm glad he's in the in the chat with us tonight. Yeah. Miss Paula's in here with us tonight. But Lyle, we got some good guests in here tonight with we us. We got we got some good ones. Junior, how you doing, my friend? Good, brother. Y'all doing good. That's that's great. We're glad to have you and Ethan on here. I've been watching your videos. Of course, I watch every one of them. And Ethan's been having some tough luck here watching you catch bait. The last one I watched. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it it's so refreshing. You know, I, I and we talked about this before the show. I, I've been preaching for years that if you take somebody out in the boat consistently. They need to learn how to operate the boat in case something will happen to get you back. And I see that Ethan will be 13 his birthday, and he can operate your boat. So if something happens and he gets mad and he whacks Pop off side of the head, knocks him out, he can get him back to the boat ramp. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> you guys been on the fish, man. You've been catching a ton of fish. Yeah. Lyle was cool as we watching that young and grow up, too. That's exactly right. We've seen so many of them, and this is just another yeah. that we can add to our repertoire because uh, I remember a few years ago, Ethan looked like he wasn't big enough to hold up a fishing rod, and uh, <laughs> he's been catching big ones ever since the first time I've seen him. He's been yeah. on Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I like him to reel them in so I don't have to do it no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. Now, um, where you been fishing most of the time? Because you're you're close to a lot of good lakes out there. Well, uh, this time of year, especially these holidays and everything else, it's hard to fish Murray and and all these other for, for all the boat traffic and all. So uh, during the summer months, I fish Monticello a whole lot. It's not a recreational lake; it's a fishing lake, and uh, and we enjoy that. It's just tough fishing there. But it's deep water fishing, so so uh, we we enjoy that. But it's plum full of perch. If we ain't catching catfish, we're catching perch. I like that. Just for just for a second here, uh, Muskrat Adventures in here. Billy Martin, uh, laughing cats fishing. That's a new one for me. Welcome yeah. you guys. We're glad to have all of you in in here. It's it's outstanding that you join us on a Monday night, uh, Junior. You talked about the pleasure boaters, and and one of the reasons why we have you on here uh, is to tell tell everybody about the outstanding planter boards you make. And I'm a big dragger; I pull boards all the time, and and uh, uh, baits on the bottom with with dragon weights and stuff like that. But I like the boards because I can jump out to the side and then jump out to the side even further. And I'm not a big proponent of having 30 or 40 feet between the boards. I like mine a little closer. That way you compact your scent trail better. Now, I don't know if that's the way everybody does it. I know that's not the way everybody does it, but I don't know if it's the right way or not, but it's consistently worked for us over the years. And, uh, if you would go into some detail and tell us how you set up your boards to work for the way you fish, that'd just be great. Well, on my outside boards, I run six boards religiously. And, uh, and I run two uh, long lining on Patriot Box. And, uh, but uh, my father's boards outside of my boat 
usually I try to run 70, 80 foot, <clears throat> excuse me, 70, 80 foot spread. You know what I'm trying to pull. And uh, my out farthest outside boards, if I'm in 50 feet of water, then I'm going to have 60 feet of line out from my board to the to the uh, bottom. You know, where I got about 10 foot of uh, leadway there. And the reason for that is the longer line you got out on your outside boards, <clears throat> the more water restriction pushing against that line as you're trying to move. You see what I'm saying? And it keeps the boards out far. Then I just bring them in about the same on the other one. I try to keep about between a five, eight to a 10 foot spread between the boards from the outside board to the center board to the inside board from each side. And, uh, and I do let some of my longer lines out on my inside board, although we get tangled up more often on special one fish you want to cross from one side of the boat to the other. But to, to pull you spread like you like you wanted to do and get spread, what I try to do is do the uh, shorter lines to the bottom, like I said, ten foot uh, extra from your depth to your board. You know, just for the line restriction. Uh, it seems like when you do that, you know. And uh, but they they work real good. Now, how much line do you usually put out before you actually clip your boards on? On my outside boards, if I'm, if I'm estimating that board to be in, let's just say, 30 feet of water, I'm going to put 40 feet of line out before I clip a board. On that okay, board. so that gives you 10 on, foot, at least 10 foot on the bottom. On your next board in, let's just say if it's 30 foot, I'm liable to put 50 to 55 feet of line out. You see what I'm okay. saying? But yep. now, on my rod... From a rod tip out to my board, it may be a hundred feet. Or right. Ever how wide? You know, ever how wide? I don't want to make my spread. You know. Right. This time of year, on these other lakes, it's got a lot of boulder stuff. You want? You got to tighten it up. You got to tighten it up tight, or because I get boards run over, my bobbers run over, and right. by everybody. So that's why, you know, I went to another lake during the summertime. You know, now, what you just said, would you elaborate a little bit? Now, you put three boards on each side, yes. but you put two bobbers straight out back. Yes. Now, put Tell one me about a little bit about that because you don't see many people doing that. No, I'll throw 100 feet of line out or more, 120 feet of line out out the back before you put a bobber on. Then I'll let that bobber go out 80 to 100 feet on, on my long line, then my shorter line. I'll put a hundred feet out, but I may not let it go out about sixty foot. Well, they're staggered, right. you know. So I've got one out farther than another, but they'll wave. You can just barely see the bobbers when I got them out there, you know. But uh, but like I say, this time of year on other lakes, you want to bring them in closer to the to the boat, you know, because I get them run over. I even get them stolen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you run them out that far because you want them away from the sight and the sound I'll, and the shadows of your boat yep yep because i have done and seen it since i've got this garmin live scope with this uh uh what's that perspective view where i could see outside the boat 80 to 100 feet each side of the boat all the way <laughs> to the front of the boat and i can see see the fish scatter from just the idling engine where i can just see them scatter so i know that the boat's scared you see what i'm saying now it's just mm -hmm. the engine running but uh, and and I figure the farther out that I can get them, the more opportunity that they'll come back. Cause I've already I took a buddy of mine when we was getting into this garment stuff, and uh, I took him. He caught a sixty pounder. I seen him in front of that garment, uh, about seventy feet in front of the boat. And he was about sixty feet to the right of the boat. So I just moved the boat over just a little bit and kind of headed toward him a little bit. And we seen that boat uh, fish come right by the boat, come back. After he got by the boat, I couldn't see him no more. But when the rod went down back there, that was the fish that was on it. You know, that was that, uh, uh, I, I think it was 59 pounds, wasn't it? That was his biggest yeah. so far. Yeah, it was 59 pounds. Then uh, later on that day, I think that I caught a 44-pound flathead uh, doing the same thing, you know. But, uh, but when we went in there, I seen the fish scatter. But we backed up and come back where I was wanting to start at to head toward that fish. I didn't want to go no farther. Once I seen them 
you know, 80 to 100 feet in front of the boat. Then, then I just stopped when I started seeing them scatter, and I backed up and went back through them again, let them recongregate with the, with the trolling motor then. That's when we started hammering on them then. Outstanding. I want to holler out to uh, to Fishing Flustrations, another uh, over-the-pond uh, guy watching our show. Uh, Chrissy Brown's in here. I know Ernie's in here also. Um, there was somebody else in here that I wanted to holler at. Mike Irvin. There was a new one in here I seen a minute ago, too. Yeah. Sharina keeping it real is in here. Braden Wiley. I don't recognize that name. Maybe he's been in here, but if I don't he hasn't, think so. That's another new one. Thank you for joining us tonight. The book we Kelly, got a lot of bait to share. Yeah, Kelly with the Bullock experience is in here. Got yes. a great show through the week, and uh, he comes on a little earlier than everybody else. Says Kelly, if you would post up your a link to your show and and the time and day that you come on because there's so many now I can't remember them all. No. Uh, it's just getting harder and harder to do, but I know I do watch them. So uh, there's a lot of them, though. There I'm is. Like, there's, it's hard it, to keep up with who's on on what night. You know, it's uh, it is for me, but you know, I'm so glad that we're able to do that uh, because let's face it, this is where you get catfish content. You don't get it on TV. They have one or two catfish shows, or maybe three or four. I don't. I know there's not a dozen new catfish shows that goes on you uh, right. TV a year. There's right. just not. Yeah. Now, um, uh, one question, Junior. Somebody wants to know how can they get in touch with you to get some of your boards while we're talking about boards. Well, let's do that just now. Yeah. So what? You can just message me on Messenger on Facebook. There you go. <laughs> Junior Proctor, Blue yeah. Dog Fishing. Yep, you'll be happy with them. I promise you. There's a yeah. lot of good boards on the market. A lot uh, of good. Ones. I, I have been using Junior's boards this year. He gave them to me before, but I just wasn't able to get out there with them. But man, they jump right out there and do a bang up job. So uh, they're so pretty. I don't really them. want to use mine. Just send them to me. I'll use them. For you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna get some cat. I'm gonna get some catfish slime on them. You bet you. Mike uh, Chavez, welcome, buddy. Twisted yeah. Tesla. Hey, Frank. Oh, now you're talking about pulling your planter boards, and I know that you actually sometimes pull more than what you just said. I'll pull you said you, I can pull 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I, I got to have help on the boat when I do that. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Paula Smith would like to know how deep live scope works. It's a fish finder. It'll go. Uh, not a per perspective view. The farther out you go, the less that you'll see up close to the boat. Because you're extending your range out, uh, the less you'll see up close to the boat. I want to see my fish out. Because if he's out there at 80 feet and he's 60, 70 feet to the right, I can angle my boat just a little bit and let them outside boards catch him. I can move it just a little bit. I'm telling you, I think it's, I think, well, even I think the, uh, the Hummerbird, is it the 360 or whatever they've got, is they've got something close to the, what I've the, got the 360 on there. And Lawrence come out with something like the Garmin, but I decided I wanted to go with something that's already proven already. That was already, you know, the bug's been worked out before I turned around and bought something else. So I went with the Garmin, and I've been real impressed. You know, I think it's going to be a game changer. It has been on some of the tournaments down here in the Carolinas. Yeah. You know, Once people start using them and they get out, uh, yeah. they'll be a game changer in the catfish industry, just like it was the crappie tournaments and stuff. Mm -hmm. Although crappie tournaments is a little different because they find them stacked on the structure and they sit there and pluck them off um i really am concerned not that i fish crappie tournaments but i i could see a point to people making them illegal to fish crappie tournaments with yeah. I, I really could and they've talked it's, about that it's yeah. electronics i mean the way that i said it's electronics and yep. electronics is getting better and better and better every year Pretty soon, electronics is going to have a hook on it we can just drop it down it's going to catch it for you well yeah. <laughs> i think you're right I think uh, you're right. If people's going to, you know, spend their money, you know, on electronics and stuff like that, and they, you know, they get stuff like that, I don't see that it, 
that <clears throat> that it can uh, be where you couldn't use it. You know, it's just to the point of where who can afford it anymore and who can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. And you know how like how all this electronic stuff is. Long the more years it goes, the cheaper it's going to get. You know, it's yeah. Get yeah that's better. exactly right. That that's one hundred percent correct. You know, and uh, but what was held me off on it for a long time uh, was actually <laughs> till I could figure out a way that I could use it to benefit me on my style of fishing. Right. And when I figured out they had that. Uh, what I call that viewer a ago? Perspective view. Perspective, you see, he's got to tell me everything. <laughs> that perspective view, where I can stay out in front of my boat and see the fish, you know, as I'm coming through it. And plus, it helps you find the fish better than your regular, you know, 2D sonar or, or uh, your fish reveal and stuff like that, like on Lawrence and stuff like that, or your side image. And I think it, when you see the fish move around, you can tell the fish too. Especially on that uh, on that view like I use, because you can tell the difference between, say, a three foot gar, because he's he's skinny, he's narrow. All right, when you see something that's three or four foot long and it's got girth to it, you can bet your hiney that that's a cat. You know, yeah, what I'm, I'm sure you're right about that. And, and when you can see them swim off, you know, your scale fish, they don't bend as much as what a, a catfish does when they swim off. When you see that fish just about bending half, you know that's a catfish. You know. Yeah. There you go. See, that's learning your equipment. We got a new guy in here for the first time viewer from Rock Hill, South Carolina, in my neck of the woods, Keith DeBose Outdoors. So We're glad to have him. Appreciate mm. you coming in. We also got tall Betty Cross in here. <laughs> uh, Weekend anglers in here. You know, that's like Lyle knows when we they first come out with those flashers, you had to know how to read that piece of equipment. Yeah, yeah. in order for it to work. That's right. Uh, you can have the exactly best right. piece of equipment out there, but if you don't take time to learn that equipment and what you're actually seeing, it ain't doing you no good. You're still fishing blind. That's right. And I will tell you, there's times when they come out with some of the new stuff in the past that we would not take fishing equipment out and just spend a day or two trying to figure out settings, adjustments, and things like that to learn the new equipment. Find a new, find, buy a new depth finder, and it's far more advanced than the one that you're used to having. Don't try to fish with it. Take it out and learn the equipment. Yeah, That's I've exactly been, right. I've been Jim with Kentucky Catman Outdoors has arrived. Welcome. Glad to yes, see sir. you in here tonight. And two stands fishing. But now, a lot of times, I'm, I'm still learning, and I, I got Jeff Manning's old Lowrance. He's got the side scan and all that, which is a good one. It's the LDI, I mean, HDI, HDS, the yeah. side scan. It's got that box and all on it. Yeah. I'm still learning as to what I'm seeing out on the side scan. You know, your down scan looks different than what your 2D was. Uh, you know, the, the little specs are a lot smaller. Uh, the side scan, I'm trying to learn that once you get to where you think your settings and your picture is good, you think it really behooves somebody to go out and get into a spot where they know they can catch fish, whether it's big ones or small ones, and actually say, all right, I caught this catfish. I seen it. Now I know what that mark looks like for that fish. Well, that's a benefit. Exactly right. Now, just like on the forward view on this uh, uh, Garmin, you can look up and under brush and everything else with it. But when you're looking at the side view, when you look at the forward view on it. Now, when you're looking at the other one that I'm using, you're looking at like a top view. But when you're looking at the side view, like on that forward view part of it, you can see the whiskers, the make of the tail. You know it's a catfish, That's right? About whatever type of fish it is. I mean, you know what it is, and that right there what would work good for people fishing structure. You know, anchoring up on structure and stuff like that. They can check if they fish that way and put a fish in the line, uh, line in the water. When they get back and anchor off and cast to it, they know what they're casting into. You know, mm -hmm. and what's there. Now, will that can you actually see? Like, if you go, I got a couple good banks that I love to fish on Wiley that's got a lot of undercut banks. 
will it give you a good enough view to see underneath, underneath those undercut banks or is they too much shade and interference probably, because of the dirt? It probably is probably going. Now, if it's got some structure sticking off of it, like some trees and stuff, you can see it real good and you can see fish mixed in it. As far as going back up and under the banks and stuff, to tell you the truth, I hadn't even tried it. But that's something I'm, I'll, I'll try and then look at that and see what that looks like. What about underneath boathouses? Well, it shoot underneath oh, boathouses. Yeah, it shoot under docks and everything else. But my buddy wires the crappies out by flipping <laughs> under there on them crappies. Oh, I, mean, I bet so. Like, not a copy yeah, never time, you know. So that shooting docks is. I'm blaming him for making me spend the money to get this. You know, <laughs> fishes with me on the boat some of them tournaments, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, he, he made me go spend the money and get this. <laughs> you know, he kept bringing his on the boat, boating it to the side of my boat and me getting in love with it. Yeah, but you, that'll do it. You know where I'm going, where I'm coming from about shooting the docks is that mm -hmm. I'm all, I'm still convinced that the Mr. Flathead, once he gets to a certain size, he sets up a residence. Mm -hmm. And I think them old, I started looking at old, old boathouses that's been on that lake for 30, 40, 50 years, shooting, been able to be able to look underneath them things and see if Mr. Flathead's at home. Well, yeah, you can see under the docks, you can see under the, you know, pontoon boats parked up next to the docks, you can see the columns, you can see everything under them docks and make it out. I mean, you know what it is that you're looking at. Go, well, that's a column and then it's a column. You know, the pictures there. That's awesome. Now, the Irving's in chat tonight. I want to get some of these out of the way right quick. Dale Hayslip, Robert Andrews. Carmel. Carmel. Mike Chavez. You guys, thanks for joining us tonight. Yes. We appreciate it so much. If you're enjoying this show and the quality content the junior is bringing to us, please hit that thumbs up. Yes. Uh, and if you're not a subscriber, we got some good giveaways coming up here really soon, so go ahead and subscribe yep. so you can win and share. Yeah, well, share it out. I'm gonna do a video just on the Garmin on how I use it on a perspective view. Uh, it'll probably be uh, later on toward fall because uh, I don't. It's hard to do it in that deep water, like you know, you know, 60, 70, 80 feet deep water, and see fish consistently. You see, especially on Monticello. But when I can get when I can get on Murray or Watery or one of these other lakes when I boat traffic I want I want to do a video on the perspective view on that. That'd be great. Or you can see, you know, eight or ten, fifteen catfish out through there that you'll be pulling through, you know, just just what it what it looks like. That'd be that'd be real good. Now does yes. Ethan Ethan run the run the boat or the, the graph when you're doing this? He can do it any of it. He, he really? Can. You know, it's amazing, Junior, how these kids pick up that stuff, and it takes me two or three times to figure it out, and they can watch it one time and know what it is. Well, pretty soon he'll have that lanyard hanging around his neck instead of mine. Yeah. <laughs> how about you can go fishing? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see yeah. how he does yeah. when he, when you guys go catching and perch again. Yeah. Yeah, now that's a lot of fun watching them. Oh, dude, that, that was a great part of that video. It really was. And drop down on there's one time we went, I bet we caught 80 of them. You know, wow. on this past winter, it ended up being three videos. I ain't put the third one up yet. I put one and two, but I ain't put the third one up yet. Oh, man. Welcome, Farmer Muncie. Epic. If people don't have a lake that's got the perch numbers that we have out here and they never got on them with them sabiki rigs, they don't know what they're missing, do they? Oh, they sure don't. You know, I can go through six dozen of minnows in an hour and a half on these perch. Dieter Millhorn's in the house. Yeah, I got to read that. Um, Dieter says, wow, Junior Proctor is on here. Please tell him I shipped my new Jello chicken bait recipe mix out to him today. I know he has been begging me to get it. Oh, Junior, he's on you tonight. Boy, you got to give it to Dieter. He do. There's epics in the house. We're glad to have all you guys in here. Yeah. Um, Dieter is is a hoot now. I, I'm. 
I, I've been blaming the chicken shortage on him, and I think that uh, some of these places to sell chicken sandwiches are probably going to be coming beating on his door because he's just getting rid of too much of it. Well, this November, he's going to have to come fish with me. I'm going to show him how to fish like Murray. There you go. I'm going to show him how to fish Murray. That'd make a good video, I'm pretty sure. Yep. 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 <laughs> I'm ready. Yep. Yeah, me and Wampus Cats want to meet you down there at Monticello. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a different animal. You can ask yeah. that when he's fished there enough that he knows it'll break your heart one day and it'll make you a, a giant next. Yep. Yeah. You know. J&S Outdoors, Brad Becks. Yeah. Lyle, that lake don't have a river channel in it. It's just a hole in the middle of a daggum nowhere and water pumped in and water pumped out. That'd be a tough one. But it's consistently deep. deep. Yeah. Consistently deep. Consistent. You come 30 feet off the bank, you might be 90 feet in water. Oh, wow. Yeah, consistently. In timber. Yeah, I'm thinking that would be kind of tough. Yeah, you got 60-foot tall trees standing in that lake. Oh. 40, 50 feet under the water. Yeah, I, that'd be a hard one to fish, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I know some places to drag. Right? You drag on there to figure out where you're not to go. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd lose all your stuff. There's JS Outdoors. Uh, yeah, that's a tough lake. Now, when you, if you go to New Waters, Junior, that you've never fished before, what some of the first things that you look for do to prepare for fishing new waters? Navy Onyx. Navy Onyx. I get on Navy Onyx like when I was, before I went up there and fished your, your tournament. First thing I done is got on Navy Onyx, which I knew from experience on some of these other lakes that the fish probably move up rivers, you know, during that time of year, starting to move up rivers. So that's what I kind of concentrated on. But uh, looked at Navy Onyx and it, you know, these lakes around here during that time of year, depends on what time of year, I look at Navy Onyx and I pick me out about four or five places that I want to start fishing first. Then if they don't pan out, then I'm going to go right the opposite, you know, of what I was looking at trying to fish and see if I can find them that way. You see, you I'm know? glad you said that, that exact opposite. Some people want to change up just a little bit, but sometimes you might need to change up drastically in order to find those fish. And were you yeah. saying exactly the opposite? I don't know if a lot of people would even think about doing that, Lyle. That's uh, for sure. You know, but if it's not working, somewhere. especially if it's a bad time, you got to make drastic changes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, because most of the time when you go fishing and you like first couple of hours is bad anyway. You know, yeah. if you don't get on them right quick, like if you didn't hit it nail on the head, you know, from looking at the Navy Onyx, then you gotta, you gotta change it and get on something. You know, yeah, right. that's exactly yeah. right. And and a lot of times for me, in some of the places where I'm at, it's structure. Uh, yeah. If I'm in a creek, if I'm in a river channel and it's not producing along the the edges or something, I'll go to rocks behind the islands and things like that. It, you just gotta get on. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I try to do, it, I'm a ledge fisherman from the word go. I love ledges, especially if they got a lot of turns and everything else in them and, and go deep, go up, you know, or whatever. But if I can't get on something within an hour, hour and a half in, then I'll try one more spot like that. And if it don't pan out, then I'm going to start on flats. Then I'll go to back of creeks and start pulling out or pulling from mouth, mouth of creeks, pulling in or something or, or going across to uh, points, you know, coming off of the uh, mouth of them creeks, you know, but I'm going to try to find them somewhere, you know. But Don't my sound boat, like you anchor too much. I ain't, I ain't got anchor on my boat. None. <laughs> Only time you're going to see me anchor is down at Cooper River with anchor poles. Right. Now, me and him did anchor here a couple of nights ago. Well, a week ago, two weeks ago. <laughs> yep, mine. Yeah, he let a grown one get off. Oh, look at him hang his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he let a grown one. It could have been his personal best. Uh, and y'all know how big his personal best is. Look, they left him on a log, and he was the one that snapped the line. So you should be blaming him. He should be blaming it on you. You're the one that let it get off. 
love watching y'all fish together. You make a good team. Absolutely. You really do. Uh, so, Ethan, let's hit you up with some questions now, young man. Not everybody knows. Not everybody knows what your personal best is. So share that with everybody if you don't mind. Eighty-two pounds. Right? Eighty-two. Eighty-two. What's eighty-two? Eighty-two blue. 82. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I don't care what neck of the woods you live in, Lyle. That's a hog. That's a giant. It is. <laughs> Welcome, Flatty Daddies. Uh, Christina Dunnigan. Now. Have you caught you many flatheads, Ethan? I know I caught like one or two, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had had no size to them, probably. Well, you know, 10, 15 pounds, you know. But. Now, do you think that's because y'all do more dragging than anchoring? Mm. Yeah, but <laughs> we don't anchor. Do you ever see me put anchor out? No, honestly, I don't even know what happened to the old anchors. <laughs> so, no. We don't anchor. Yeah. We pick them up every now and then. Well, you do talk about anchoring down there in the Cooper River, and we do have a lot of river fishermen in here. So talk a little bit about some of the way you set up for that. Do you but, put out uh, your boards when you do that and or what? No, no, too much grass down there for that. Okay. Uh, I use heavy weight, six and eight ounce weight down there. Well, on the... the uh, Santee style rig with the peg float to keep, keep it up off. Yeah, I use longer leaders down there, uh, you know, to keep the bait up above the grass. But uh, we do catch quite a few more flatheads down there since we're on anchor. But they they have got like rice fields and then fields on each side of the uh, river down there. What there is, what I like fishing, is that they've got like underwater um, uh, pipes that come from one side to the other when they're drawing that water when it was well, not they ain't drawing water that's tidal water when the water's coming in and out it's pulling the water out and it makes a current coming out of there and then fish congregate right there and love i mean you i'm in the bait fish and all the plankton and everything else coming out so bring the bait fish in there and then catfish are just wiring it out in there and I mean, you just anchor either on the upper side or the lower side it depends on which way that they're uh, the current uh, tidal water's coming in or out, and you just put your anchor poles in and just throw out there and don't be afraid of throwing the grass because that's where the fish is going to come from. They're in the grass, you know, and I, I enjoy I enjoy that down there. It ain't going to be long. I'm going to be going back down there. Now, you told me you actually use the floats in that situation. Yep. Uh, now, I use the... Uh, um, Patriot Barber float suspending. That way you can let it get back there so far and you can pop it loose and the weight will get back there farther than what you can cast. You see what I'm saying? You use it that way. Now, when I'm fishing the Par Reservoir, now I'll do that. Now, I'll, least, now I will take anchor to Par Reservoir on occasions, but I can throw out one anchor in the current, then uh, just let the boat and throw a drift sock out, you know, to keep the back of the boat. Uh, uh, steel, and uh, especially over them deep poles at Par Reservoir, then let your bait go back against them legs at the deep poles, then just pop the uh, float loose and let your bait fall. And then then you you're got your bait where you want it. You can let it go back as far as you want in them holes, and that works real well down there to Par Reservoir also. So you're using them just as a positional type of tool? Yes. Yep. Okay. And I because I, I hooked the, you know, like you set them up for the dragon floats. Okay. Right. I put the, both clips on, but I put the front clip, the red clip in front of the nipple, not behind it like I do when I'm dragging in front. That way I can pop that float loose and my bait will fall right there and my float will stay right there also. I'm not okay. using that float as an indicator or nothing then. You see what I'm saying? Because it's just sliding up down the line. Right. But then I just lock it down in the rod holder and it just sits there. Avid wanted to know, can you use planter boards from the bank in the river? Yeah, but I wouldn't advise it because what happens if it gets out there and it gets hung up and you got to break it and your planter board <laughs> 20 miles down the river? I, yeah, I mean, you've lost, you know, yeah. uh, 35 bucks right there floating down the river, you know. And just right? way by to it. That's all you can do. If you're going to do that, you need 
if you're going to do that, you need to do that where it's, you know that the bottom is a smooth bottom and you're not going to get hung up because exactly right. just, it's not like just losing a hook and a sinker and a swivel. No, no, no for sure. You know, they make plenty of board clips that you can lock, lock your line in. Okay, even if you do that, if it breaks off at the reel, there goes your planter board. You see what I'm saying? It might be stuck on a string, but somebody else in a John boat or whatever is going to get your planter board out there sooner or later. That's right. Line. Yeah, I mean, not unless you want to go swimming and go get it, you know. Right. And chances are you're not going to swim fast enough to get it. No. No, especially in current, you know. And that's where it works. It has to be in current work. Yeah. Or heavy wind. You know, Miss Christina Dunnigan's in here with us tonight, Lyle. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many different ways of people's found to use any float that's out there, catfish floats or striper floats or whatever. All of it's a tool, but I had never even thought about what you just talked about, just using it as a, something to, to put it in position for you. Well, now I use my planter boards the same way over part of reservoir, especially when they pull them water. They can pull a mile and a half, two mile hour current over there. I'll suspend right. my baits off of it. You see what I'm saying? And put them outside the boat. And I'll have a spread just like I'm dragging down the lake, you know, on that. But all them baits are suspended. You see what okay. I'm saying? Suspended a foot, foot and a half off the bottom. You know, I'll even do them that way. You know, and they, they, they work good that way, you know, especially in current. You know, them river fishermen, you know, they know that. You right. know, you want to yeah. pull planter boards on lakes and stuff, and how diverse that planter boards mm -hmm. can be, you know. And, uh, Sorry, Lyle, I was getting on the roll nope. asking questions. There's a lot of stuff when I talk with, with people like him that's got so much knowledge on things, I can't help myself. I get to ask no, questions because it ain't that I want everybody else to learn something, but I'm learning myself, guys and gals, and I mean, don't be scared to ask questions. I'm trying to watch chat mm -hmm. over here. There's Miss Lori Mayo's in the house. Well, Mayo. The uh, fact is about these planter boards and barbers. It all comes from experience. What works for me may not work for somebody else. They might have to experiment with it, <laughs> figure out how they do. You can use it to their best of their ability on, on what they got to, you know, to do. I mean, there's not no right way and no wrong way to do none of this, you know. You just got to figure it out what works best for you. And some stuff will work good for me and Junior. They might not work for you. They might not work for James. And what your guys' stuff that you're doing, I might ought to try because maybe it'll work for me. And then again, maybe it won't. You don't know. You don't. One of the things that, that people have to struggle with, I think, is boat speed to get planer boards to go out to the side of their boat. Can we touch on that for a few minutes? Yeah, what I what I, I build my boards for slow speed, you know, because I I try to fish for bigger fish and and for, you know for what I catch around here, and if these old old catfish, these big fish, feel like I do as heavy as I am, you know, these these old fish they old and fat and everything else, you know, they don't want to chase things very fast, you know, and that's why I slow things. There's times. Point three is what I like fishing at. You know what I'm saying? If I get over point five, if I get point five, I think I'm going too fast. Now I've got buddies that pull six, seven, you know, point six, seven, and eight. I mean, they'll fly and they're catching fish. But to me, you know, I just like that. I seem like I can keep the scent there longer. But they're covering a whole lot more ground than I am. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking for one bite. I ain't looking for twenty. Well, there you go. Yeah. Junior, uh, Weekend Angler says uh, some planer boards come in different sizes. Should you opt for the largest board, or is it possible to have too large of a board? It, yeah, it can. You can have too large boards, especially if you don't fish with you know heavy weights or big baits. If you're fishing with channel catch or something like that, <clears throat> there's not a bad. <clears throat> I don't know of any bad boards. Everybody builds good boards, in my opinion. You know, you just got to figure out what suits you for the type of fishing that you're doing. I know boys that, that catfish and striper fishing use the same boards, and they're wiring them out. They're filling them boats full of channel cats, stuff like that, but they're fishing with smaller bait and, and everything else. You know, a lot of them are guides and stuff like that, which is not nothing wrong with that. And, you know, that's just what they do. But I want 
I'm fishing with bigger baits and, and you know, 12 alt hooks, big baits, you know, one to two ounces of weights all I fish with, you know, one, one and a half to two ounces as far as uh, dragon weights, you know, for the areas that I fish. But right. uh, I want big baits because I do fish monocellus while I build my boards bigger because uh, I want to suspend bigger bait if I want to across them uh, top of them trees and stuff like that. You know, that'll hold the bigger bait and get it out there where I want because when I'm suspending like that, I'm suspending straight down with six and eight ounces of weight. You know, lead, not no weight or nothing like that, lead weight going across top of them timbers and stuff. And that's why I, my boards, you know, use bigger what you know can handle bigger, uh, uh, bigger baits. But uh, and that's why my boards are being on the end of it so they'll pull out at slower speeds. That's, yeah, that's right. And Josh says not naming brands, but his large boards don't like to plane away from the boat unless he's really moving. And I have some of those those boards that are like that and and they want to be going five, six, seven tenths or one mile an hour before they'll get out away from the boats. And if you're using large baits such as a whole skipjack with a tail cut off like I do a lot of times, that does you zero good. It really exactly. does. And that's where a board like the one Junior makes really shines because the floatability and and they're made for big baits. And there's some others that are. Right. Uh, but uh, juniors, I've I've had some giant baits on you. Like I say, cut the head and half a body section off a pound and a half skipjack, and that's my bait. And, and in fact, I use them a lot bigger than that a lot of times. But uh, yeah, I, I'm looking for one, maybe two bites all day. Yeah. Cindy, on the other hand, using bait like this with the gut pocket cut out, and she's yeah. looking to catch numbers of fish. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way we do it now. We haven't been doing much of that lately with the corona, but now that it's over, we'll see how that works out. Now, on them planter boards, Lyle and Junior, I'm going to ask you, or he's talking about them bigger boards that he already has, has trouble. Could he not go in there and lengthen that front rod to get it to pull out a lot better? Okay. I mean, I didn't know. I'm just asking. Uh, they just take a certain amount. And, and Paul Smith had made a comment a minute ago, and we hadn't got to it yet, about current. If you're in a big river or a river that has current, that will help you. If you're going up the river, it'll push the boards yeah. out to the side. If you're going down the river with that, it's shoveling in next to your boat. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way they work. But current is always a good thing. Low speeds, let the current shove them out if you're going up the river, and it'll help you a great deal. There's in the house. And a thought that, you know, kind of keep in mind. Prepare your drift. Know which way that the wind is blowing. That's right. You want to pull your boards. Because I love pulling into the wind. You know what I'm yep. saying? But I can pull with the wind. But, I mean, they still get out and all that. But you do not want a crosswind too much because it'll push everything. They still have the same spread. But it'll push everything over. And it won't be directly behind the boat. Your boat can be straight, but everything will be be set over to one side. You can pull like that, but I'd rather not. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. You still got your still got your safe spread. It's just that the outside the outside boards is going to be everything going to be pushed in. Yep. Here's a great comment from Mike Chavez. How do you use planer boards in tidal rivers? And Junior, that's all on you, buddy. I don't have no title, nothing out here. <laughs> you can if you ain't got no grass. That's right. I don't. Well, sometimes. Don't pull planter boards. All of them's gonna be gathered up in one line straight behind the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, Keith. Uh, Anytime uh, we can help you with something, just let us know and ask the questions, buddy. Yeah, as long as you've got current, yeah, I mean you could you could pull boards, but you do have to know, you know, kind of what you're fishing in, whether it's capable yeah. of pulling boards on that ball. I mean, if it's just too rocky, I mean there's parts of Monticello that's got a lot of rock in it. You want to bypass that because you'll have everything on the boat hung up in the rocks. You yeah. know, it don't what kind of drifting weights, slinky weights, or whatever you got, you will get hung up, period. Yeah, well, there's, that's, yeah, yeah. And, and one of my favorite structures is fallen trees. Yeah. And you get through a lot of them with these new dragon weights and different kinds of things. 
but you're going to lose some. If you ain't losing some bait once in a while and some rigs, you're probably not in the right spot to catch catfish yep. because that's now just how that works. Yeah, there's one spot on Monticello where there's a bunch of trees on down in the bottom and some ledges on the side that comes up to a flat. It's about three-quarters of a mile long. You can pull the ledge right there and have boards over the deep and up on the ledge, and you're pulling the edge of them, base of them trees down to the and that's a pretty good spot too, because I've had, I had one get on right there, broke me off in the timber that was a drone, you know. But when you can't turn them, you can't turn them. Yeah, you know, they're going that's to right. Water long here said he got his PB Saturday night on Lake Wally, a fifty-five pound flatty. That's a good freaking that's fish, guys. Giant. That's a good. That's them flatheads over fifty pound look like their heads that cotton picking wide, don't they? Oh, that's what they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm waiting on one like that. My biggest flathead's 44, so I'm waiting on a 50. You know, I'll, I'll get one on the board one of these days. Yeah, yeah. you'll make it. You'll make it. You fish too much not to get that that fish, and uh, yeah, that would be great. Well, Mike says, so you would would drag into current if you're in tidal water. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, that's it. Well, yeah, I'm going to ask you a question that Dieter was asking somebody on his videos the other day. Where do you think the next world record catfish is going to come from? World record? Yeah. Well, there's the state record. I was going to say Murray. But the world record, I think it'll come. Since they got started getting things straightened out on Santee, I'm going to have to go with Santee. Because there's some, some big ones getting caught out of there. That, I mean, a few years back, you couldn't you couldn't get a grown one out of our, you know, right. places. Now they're now they're now they're coming back. You know, hey, his video. Everybody was talking about Kerr Lake and and the James and uh well, and James, Mississippi. The James, you know. my my art to keep that in the back of your mind. You yeah. know, two old is in chat. I think it's going to come from the east. I um, I would take bets on that, and the reason that I would is not because I fished in Mississippi a lot, is because a couple of years ago, uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation has been doing a five-year study, and the study starts from the Missouri River where it comes in on the west to where the confluence is where it dumps in on in the Mississippi River right above St. Louis. And it also goes from where the Mississippi comes into the state at the tip of Iowa down to the confluence on Missouri. And they shocked up fish for three years. And there was several new state and world records that they that they shocked up. But they won't tell you where they're at, of course. Right. Now, those fish, now we're talking about blues. Those blues travel. I am under the impression from what I've learned that the blues, when they grow, they travel great distance, hundreds, maybe thousands of miles, maybe two or three times a year, maybe once a year, maybe none, but a lot of them do. Mm -hmm. I don't believe when they get to be giants, they travel that much. So if you found them probably in a short distance somewhere that they are still around, these fish grow to be 30, 35 years old. We know that for sure. So it's just a matter of when somebody gets one and has the equipment to get them out. I believe that the next world record will come from the Mississippi River or one of its tributaries. Now, there is a lot of big fish water. Santee yep. Cooper, all them lakes you guys live and fish around, uh, Wheeler Lake, um, yeah, the Mississippi River, the Missouri, the James. Uh, the Potomac is one of the biggest hidden gems in the country, I think. Yep. Where it's going to come from is going to depend on not just the fish, but it's going to depend on the guy that's got the equipment to get it out with. And, and when it's done, let's hope that they have the knowledge and ability to get it released yep. back again live. Yep. Yep. Uh, not a great people. Junior, don't forget, if you don't mind, let us know, let everybody know where they can find you on Facebook and YouTube. Shout out that name again for us, sir. Junior Proctor on Facebook and uh, Junior Proctor Blue Dog Fishing on YouTube. 
Be sure to check him out, folks. You guys will enjoy watching his videos. Subscribe to his channel and give him a thumbs up. I know that you'll be happy. Bill of Rights, glad to have you in here tonight. Thanks for passing that along, Betty. Uh, Mark with Catfish and Crappie comes on next. Be sure to tune in over there. He's got a great guest tonight. We're going to get out of here, Junior. Ethan, thank you guys so much. Anytime. We'll stay in touch, and we'll get you on here again. Yes. Anytime. Mr. Uh, Patriot Catfishers of America. Yes, sir. I hope yep. your wife is feeling better from her from Thank her uh, kidney stones, and if she has her surgery, we wish you guys the very best, and you can bet your butt I'll be saying a prayer for you guys. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. And Ethan, think about this, Ethan, is uh, I got a couple, in a couple of weeks, I'm working on a show that's going to have some young men and ladies coming on there, and think about it if you'd like to come on with them, if you don't mind. That'll work. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, yeah, everybody, yeah. for watching the show tonight. Be sure to tune in to Patriot James on on uh, Wednesday night and to, uh, to uh, James and Chad on Thursday night right before Panfish Nation. We See got a good guy then. coming on Wednesday night, Lyle. He's What's a that? Man. We got a good guy coming on Wednesday night. He's I like that. Head, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like so good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Uh, thank you.